that they are redeemed. Amen. How many are glad that they are redeemed this morning? Amen. Amen. So God bless you richly. Uh, just a quick one before we go to the reading of the word. Uh, the body we have resolved that we are not going to have a convention this year because we just want to make sure that 
we put all our focus on building. Amen. Um, how many believe building is now critical? Amen. Um, so we just want to make sure that we will just have normal services throughout the December period, uh, but with anticipation that in the new year, as they normally say, you start with a bang. Amen. So that we are able to fast track our building project. Amen. Now, during December, if you have changed, don't eat McDonald's, put it into the building fund. Hallelujah. So that I tell you, when you contribute to what's building the house of the Lord, you certainly will be blessed. Amen. Because you, are, you want to make sure that there is an extra chair for somebody out there. Uh, if we've got 20 more unbelievers that we need to baptize, we've got no capacity where to put them for them to hear the word of God. That is why we want to make sure that we build the tabernacle. The uh, trustees will come with the final details in terms of how it's done. Amen. How many believe that prayers will make it a reality? Amen. Brother uh, Washington would know uh, in Zimbabwe, I think it was Pastor Chisa, uh, when Zimbabwean economy had collapsed, they built a tabernacle because we tap into another economy uh, which is not a wealthy economy. Amen. I believe we'll have a tabernacle next year by this time. Amen. God bless you richly. As we turn to the book of Jeremiah, if you can just turn the speaker. God bless you, Jason. Good to see you. Amen. In the book of Jeremiah, his brother, yesterday it was Sister Lassimo's birthday. We had a blessed time at Sister uh, Tendai's place. Amen. Today's brother, uh, what's birthday? Amen. Uh, God bless you, brother. What may you see? Many more blessed, yes. Amen. The book of Jeremiah, the first chapter. Uh, from verse 4. If you have found it, you can say, Amen. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. I like it because God doesn't say we, we. He says I, I. He's taking a personal ownership on the ordination and the sanctification of Jeremiah. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Acts 13 verse 48. 
Amen. Acts 13, verse 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, They were led and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Do we believe that there was an ordination before the believing part? They believed because they were foreordained to believe. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you this morning. It is by grace that we are here. Believers have gathered here for various needs. Some need personal deliverance in their lives. Some need healing, dear God. But we are here with various needs and you know every need in the building. May you grant them their heart's desire. As I commit everybody here, dear God, may you minister to their needs. As I report for duty, may you undertake for me, dear God. I commit the reading of the word to you. I commit myself to you. Whatever I'm going to speak here, let it not be a production of my intelligence, but let it be the operation of the Holy Ghost. I pray for the hearers this morning that whatever we are going to hear, it is not just the hearing part. We, after the hearing, there's got to be the living part. That when we leave and get dismissed from this place, everyone in their own right can look and say, this is how I need to live as a believer in the end time. Amen. Dear God, Satan would want to cause an interruption every time when believers gather together. But now, Satan, I bind you. In the name of Jesus Christ, yes, I bind you because the scripture said we shall bind you. And dear God, we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you take the comfort of your seats. Amen. God bless you richly. So this morning... I would like us to speak on the place of origin. The place of origin. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, when we speak about a place of origin, somebody can say, where are you from? Maybe you may say, I'm from Wheatbank. Maybe they can pick up from your accent that you are not from Wheatbank. Then they will ask that before you came to Wheatbank, where were you? And maybe you will mention Pretoria and they would still pick up that your accent doesn't say you are from Pretoria. Then they would say before Pretoria, where do you come from? Until what are they trying to do? They are trying to locate a place of origin where you originated from. Amen. Now, it is very interesting. I was looking somewhere especially the Swiss passport. They mention that uh, they don't mention the actual place of birth on the passport holder, 
but they mention the place of origin. So the, the, the Swiss government is able to differentiate between a place of birth and a place of origin. They are saying a place of birth and a place of origin are not the same things, as, although people may confuse them. Amen. Now, they say a place of origin is the place where your family originates from. Usually, the children receive their father's place of origin. So, when you are a, a Swiss person or a citizen, on your passport, it will mention your place of origin. It will disregard your place of birth. It traces your place of origin. Then, when I saw that, I said, God, we really thank you because sometimes we confuse our place of birth as our place of origin. But before we had a place of birth, we had a place of origin. How many believe that this morning? That is why the scripture says, as many as were ordained to eternal life believed, because they had a place of origin. Amen. Now, in the message, the rapture, paragraph 85, the prophet of God says in this message now, so we... So were you in, if you've got eternal life, in God before there ever was a world? You are a part, a son of God, an attribute of God. He knew the very age you were coming. He predestinated you to that age to take that place, and no one else can take it. I want to really make sure that... that one really, really uh, gets engraved in your mind. No one will play, take your place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Furthermore, no one will take your place in the bride. Hallelujah. You are, you, are, you are irreplaceable in God's economy. This me give, gives me goosebumps. You are irreplaceable. People may think they will replace you, but you are irreplaceable in God's economy. Because you were predestinated to come into this age. Folks, the prophet in the message, the things that are to be, uh, he says something very striking. He says, your natural birth is more mysterious than the virgin birth. It's a direct quotation. He says, because your birth, God had to guide your seed for the past 6,000 years. God had to protect a lot of people until you came in your time. Are you still with me? Many people's grandfathers passed away because of malaria, but you were preserved, not because your grandfather was preserved, not because he was a physician, but because in him, in his loins, you were there. Are you still with me? They went through the First World War. Your father never perished. Many grandfathers perished. But yours was preserved because as long as you were not expressed, God was not going to take him off the face of the earth. Later there came your father, who was given birth by your grandfather. You were in your father's loins. And your father moved around dangerous places where he could have died prematurely. But the hand of the Lord was upon your father. Because why? In him you were there in his loins. And here you are in the end time. And if the great intelligence can guide and protect your seed in its potential, how much more today when you are a son or a daughter of a living God? 
Are you still with me? That great intelligence will still... And I believe most of us that are here, we, we never thought, most of us, we never thought we would be in Wheat Bank. Yeah. Hallelujah. And most of us in our wildest, even when we could have thought, we never thought we would be here. But every move that was made by a child of God, it was a spiritual move. You had to change a job and move to another job. And you thought it was a career move. It was not a career move. It was a spiritual move. Are you still with me? You had to move from one locality to another locality because you got married in another locality. It is not a marital move. It's a spiritual move. Are you still? You had to move from one school to another school. It was not you moving from one school to another school. It was a spiritual move. And what was the end goal? You had to meet the light of the hour. I say you had to meet the light of the hour. And God orchestrated events until you came to a point where you met the light of the hour. And it was not a coincidence. It is something that was pre-planned in God's mind before the foundation of the world. That on such and such day, you will get into a taxi and there will be a brother in a taxi. And somewhat you will strike a conversation and a conversation will lead to you speaking about God. And the more you speak about God, you will speak about the message of the hour. And the more you speak about the message of the hour, something in you will begin to move. That was never put there by a man. And that shall never be taken out by a man. You were not called by a man. You were called by the almighty God. They will never come unless the father draweth them. You were drawn by the father. And no one will take you out of the presence of the Lord. Because why? It is not a man's agenda. In the beginning, God knew you. And in the beginning, God ordained you. God molded your stature, knew where you would be, and knew what you were going to need. Are you still with me? Now, he knew the very age you were coming. He predestinated you, predestinated you to that age to take that place. No one else can take it. I, I don't care how many impersonations and things. You've got to be there. Hallelujah. You, you get a sense that it was compulsory for you to believe the message of the hour. You had to believe. Now, he says, you've got to be there because he knew you would be there. Now, you are made manifest. Now, you can fellowship with him. That's what he wants. He's longing for fellowship, to be worshipped. And if your life did not always was in an attribute in God, you are just a mimic of Christianity. If you are not in his thinking and you try to live for him now, it is just a mimic of Christianity. And at some point in time, it will show that it's a mimic. But if you are in his mind, nothing will stop you from living for him here on earth. Are you still with me? There will be millions and billions of them, they will just be mimics of Christianity. But I'm glad that there are people that are not going to be a mimic of Christianity. In the message, communion, he preached this on the 12th. I think this is the last message that he preached. The, not the last, the 12th of the 12th December, 1965. He says, what was it? 
There, there was another William Brenham. There was another you. Hallelujah. This being that we are looking at this morning had a place of birth. But there is another being that had a place of origin. Are you still with me? Are you still believing that you are a dual being? He says, a little spot of eternal life down there from the genes of God. The word of God that was placed in there. Each one of you can think of similar things. See, it was working. Then one day as I walked on, that voice choking, don't never smoke, drink, or so forth. Then the young fellows all got older. There was something moving. Yet at all once, I looked up and I said, I am not the son of Charles and Ella Brenham. Hallelujah. He came as a Charles of Ella Brenham. But when the voice of God spoke to him, it brought him to a realization that he is not a son of Charles and Ella Brenham. But yet he was still a son of Charles and Ella Brenham. But what is happening? He is referring to that there was a certain part that was not a product of Charles and Ella Brenham. There was him before there was him. Hallelujah. And God, the part that he knew when he said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb. Let us get to the book of Genesis. Genesis. Let's read from verse 26. Got it? You have it, believers? Are you here this morning? Okay. He says, and God said, and God said, let us make men in our image after our likeness. Brother Branham says the pluralization of statement is not referring to Trinity. He says God was speaking to his own subjects and said, let us make men in our own image after our likeness. And let's continue. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. We can all read together, believers. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. When he gave them this commission, they were not yet in the body. Because the Bible says he created he and she in the image of God. And God is a spirit. Are you still with me? And in the spirit form, he said, multiply and replenish the earth. He was not referring to this physical body. 
It is before they were brought in the physical body. The bodies were not there yet. God had not yet formed a man. Are you still with me? Now, let's read in the book of, same book, second chapter, Genesis. And verse 5. And every plant of the field felt before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. But Genesis 1 it says, And he made man in his own image. Genesis 2 says there was no man to till the ground. Are you still with me? But they went up a mist from the earth. And watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed men of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his, his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now what happened here, the brother Brenham comes, he says, the first man that was a spirit man that could not till the ground was installed in the second man. Then the second man became a dual being. Are you still with me? What does the scripture say in Jeremiah again? Jeremiah 1, it says, Then the the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And then in Genesis chapter 2, it says, The Lord God formed men of the dust of the ground. Now, the man that was formed in the belly, It is the man that was in Genesis chapter 2. But the Lord said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. The Lord is telling Jeremiah that before the formation, I knew thee. Before the dust, I knew thee. Before you were in your mother's belly, I knew thee. And who did God know? God knew Jeremiah in his original state. Are you still with me? The body was not Jeremiah, but the body was the dwelling place of Jeremiah. But before Jeremiah can take the body, he was ordained by God to be a prophet. And if it applies to Jeremiah this morning, I want to say before you were formed in your mother's belly, God ordained thee. And God knew that you would be a message believer. Before you came, you never became a message believer because you came into the church. You were ordained to be a message believer. Because why? All things that have happened in your life, it was God orchestrating his original plan that at the appointed time, you must come in. 
And this morning, as many as were ordained to eternal life, they shall believe. You don't believe and after you have eternal life. You believe because already you have eternal life. Eternal life has got no beginning and shall never have an end. And if you have eternal life, you have always had eternal life. And if you are a believer, you have always been a believer. Hallelujah. You are here reflecting what you are back there. Back there you were a believer. That's why you are reflecting that year on earth. Oh, folks, if somebody can catch it, we'll know that Satan will never change you. Somebody, if they catch it, circumstances will never change you. Even sin never changed you. You were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But before that birth, there was you before that birth. Your original place supersedes your place of birth. Your place of birth gave you bad habits. Your, bed, your place of birth, you walked the way your people walked. Amen. Hallelujah. You spoke the way your people spoke. You had the weaknesses that your people had. But there is something mysterious about you. Despite you having a place of birth, there was a place of origin. You had the natural gene, but yet you had the spiritual genes. You had the earthly father, but yet you had the heavenly father. And this morning, the way it has reconnected you back to your original genes. Oh, folks, let me tell you something. My sons look like me. They walk like me. They talk like me. They have no choice. Even when they are angry, they will be angry the way I'm angry. They will never be able to disown me. Why? It's because there is a, this is a genetical matter. Hallelujah. Even if they say, I disown Madiba, I don't want anything to have anything to do with him. When they see him, they will say, you, you speak like Madiba. How related are you? What is giving the cigarette away? The power of genes. And in the end time, we were here as sinners. We participated in their sins. But there came a time where the spiritual genes had the power. We had a hunger that there must be a genuine God somewhere. Hallelujah. Brother Bram speaks about that eaglet. Where the egg was taken from, from, the, egg, for the, from the nest of the eagle. And it was put into the, into the eggs where the hen had his own eggs. And at the right time, under the right atmosphere, all the eggs hatched. Hallelujah. And there came this funny-looking creature. It looked very different. It walked different. It was born an eagle. It had the nature of an eagle. You could not preach it to become an eagle. It was already an eagle before it was born. Hallelujah. As it moved with the little, with the little chickens, their chicks in the, in the chicken coop, as they moved around it there, it walked different. Hallelujah. As the prophet dramatizes it, then it began to cause a problem in the camp. It began to go to the mother eagle and say, we have been scratching the surface. I've got an appetite for something. I feel like I can eat fresh meat. Hallelujah. Now the mother eagle realized that, no, 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 this speech, you have never heard it before. And say, young one, what do you want to do? You want to turn around and eat your own, your own brothers and sisters? We don't eat meat here. 
says, no, I do not want to bother you, but I just had an appetite for meat. Hallelujah. The next day, it came again and said, but oh, we've been around in this chicken vineyard for long, but today I feel like we can spend half of the day above the clouds. Mother Eagle never knew it was possible. And say, listen, we have been here, we have stayed here, we have lived like this. You are a very different and you are going to cause a little problem here. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Then one day the mother eagle knew that there must be my son somewhere. The mother eagle knew that there must be my daughter somewhere. It began to fly up the mountains, down the valleys. Until it came across this chicken banyard. And right there the eaglet looked up. And there was an identification immediately. The little eaglet knew that I had never been there. But I know that I belong there. Hallelujah. The why? Brother say it was a certain sound. It was not uncertain sound. It was a certain sound. Hallelujah. There is a nature of an eagle. In the eaglet, made the eaglet to realize that's my mama there. And I belong where my mama belongs. Hallelujah. And he began to say, how do I get there? Then the mother eagle said, you've got it within you. You've got it within you to come where you are. You don't need anything new. Anything that you need is already deposited in you before you were born. Hallelujah. Then the mother, the eagle, one with one wing, he flipped one wing and one leg stood in the air. Hallelujah. I can imagine a revival going on. I can imagine other chicks looking at the eagle and say, what is happening, mommy? We have never experienced this anymore. That's when a revelation strikes a believer. And with another wing, he flipped. And he was now in suspense. Hallelujah. I can imagine the eaglet must have looked and said, brothers and sisters, it was good when I was with you. But I am done living in the lower regions. I am done living in the chicken vineyard. I am done with this life. I am going up. And it began to fly higher and higher and higher and higher. They thought he would be back. He was not coming back. He was going higher and higher and higher. Oh, it reminds me one time when I was trapped in a denominational church. I knew that there must be a God somewhere. I knew that there must be a message of the hour somewhere. I knew that there must be holiness somewhere. But my old priest told me it is impossible. But one day, they came an eagle from the mountains of Kentucky. He flew around the world seven times. And he came into my area and he said, good evening, friends. And one wing flipped up. Hallelujah. I said, I want to come up there. Another wing flipped up. Why? I had an appetite for the revelation of the seventh seal. I had an appetite for the son of man revelation. I had an appetite for the rapture. And I said to my chicken brethren, I am done. I am done. And I am not going down there anymore. I belong to the higher high. 
Oh goodness, we have reached a point of no return. You are an eagle. You are not a chicken. You are an eagle. You don't belong down there. You belong up there. Hallelujah. The higher you go, the better you see. Hallelujah. An eagle is identified by the altitude. Hallelujah. Hey, brother, those, those that are not married, even when you are an eagle, you fly away. You don't go back to the chicken here, Benya, to look for a wife. You find people at the level of your altitude and know that this is the region of the eaglets. Hallelujah. No other bird can come here. If they impersonate, their wings will break. Your friends are at that level. Your pastor is at that level. Your prophet is at that level. Your fellow believers are at that level. You do things according to that altitude. Your wife is at that level. Your children are at that level. Your husband is at that level. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be among the eagles this morning. What made you be caught up in that life is amnesia. You had to bypass your theophany. The bypass means amnesia. You had a memory loss. Hallelujah. And that memory loss, you just behave the way you behaved. And God had to come and shock you. Because the only way to snap out of amnesia is through shock. And a man came and said, serpent has children. Hallelujah. You want to tell me a serpent had a children? Yes, he had children. Before he was a reptile, he was an upright being. He's got sons and daughters. That, that's a shocking statement. You can't hear that in a denominational church. But when that hit you, then there was a new realization. Folks, have you ever realized when somebody thought, I'm this and I'm done here, but they come to a new realization that there is more to me than what meets the eye? Hey, such a person will give itself like an employee. An employee, maybe, that is hired and given a salary, he enjoys it. And later when he goes to the printing machine, there will be a printer there where you share. Maybe another employee, same position, was printing the salary advice and forgot it on the machine. And you go there, both of you are technicians. And you look there, you know that you are earning 5,000. Then you find the technician, 20,000. Oh, God have mercy upon that manager. You are going to be very problematic. Because why? Now you have realized your worth. And when you have realized your worth, you are creating... Are you still here? It's like a young girl that runs around with boys but later realizes the worth. The day they call, it just drops. Put them on block. 
They used to mislead her. Now when they phone, she says, look, I don't have time for your nonsense. Then they realize what is happening here. She used to believe what we tell her is because you have realized your worth. There was a time where as believers we realized our worth. And say, I can't listen to this junk anymore. There is something better that God has prepared for me. Amen. Are you still with me, believers? Now, in the message, God who is rich in mercy, paragraph 46, he says, For when God had you in his thinking at the beginning, you have to be some part of you, your life that's in you now had to be with God before there. Well, when he, before he even became material here on earth, before there was anything, but God, you were one of his attributes. He knew what your name would be. He knew what your name would be. Before your parents gave you a name, He knew what your name would be. He knew the color of of hair that you would have. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? This is before you were born. God knew what color of skin will you be. Hallelujah. He even knew the color of your hair. He knew everything about you. And said, this is, this is my son. This is my daughter. And he allow, allow me to break a bit. Oh yes, I'm going to break. Abraham was a great man. But God never allowed him to come when the battle was vicious. He said, Abraham, you are the father of faith. Come right at the beginning. Moses, you are a great man, but come right at the beginning. Isaiah, you are a great man. Come right in the middle of the book. But at the end time, treacherous times shall come. Prelious times shall come. And in that season where things have gone haywire, in that time where Satan has become vicious, in that time where deception is on steroids, at that time, there shall be a people. And these people shall come out and be called by my name. And they, folks, let me tell you, even William Brenham, when he looked it down, he said, beyond 1977, I don't see any hope. I just see gross darkness. Even the prophet realized that beyond 1977, it was virtually impossible to live for God. Hallelujah. But in 2019, In 2019, I'm not talking about a prophecy. I'm looking at the fulfillment of a prophecy. Here are the people, despite how dark the age may be, despite how vile the age may be, despite how hell has been emptied upon the face of the earth, here are the people that are able to look Satan in the eye and say, Satan, get by the wayside. We are the worshippers of the Almighty God. You can never stop us. We were ordained to worship God. 
you, Brother Branham, wants to hear from you when you get there. That when I thought it was impossible, it was darker. And he says, when I come to California, I preach against homosexuality. I come back, it has multiplied. But here are young me. Hallelujah. Young men that have got moral substance than presidents of countries. Here are young ladies that have got substance more than first ladies of the world. Who is making it possible? The power of the message of the hour. The power of the almighty God. Here are the results. We are not preaching a theory here. We can produce tangible results. Here are men and women right in the end time. Right where things have gone haywire. But here they are worshipping the almighty God. Satan, you are a liar. God will never leave himself without a witness. Here are witnesses this morning. They can testify God is alive. The word has power. They have overcome Satan. It's not just a bunch of words. It's a reality of a matter. People are gone. Churches are gone. But here are believers. In Laodicea. Conquering every spirit. By the grace of God. Wednesday they are here. Sunday they are here. The devil brings this trial. They bounce back. And say Lord here we are again. Satan is running. Out of excuses. He tried this. He tried that. He tried that. But here. They are still standing. I, I am speaking. To the invincible army. Of God. Men and women. That will never be defeated. Hallelujah. There is no demon in hell that will defeat the child of the living God. Hallelujah. Yes, we will have battles, but we will bounce back. When all is said and done, we are coming out as victors. We were ordained for victory. We were ordained for victory. Come on, son of God. You can never sing because of Laodicean Jezebel. You are not that material. Don't be there. Don't fly at those zones. Come out of those zones and go up higher. We are not of this world. Job, where were you when the morning stars sang? And the sons of God shouted for joy. God was not being spiteful. He wanted to bring Job to remembrance. And say, Job, before mockery, before the sickness that hit your body, somewhere in the realms of eternity, God was calling Job to his place of origin. And say, Job, you did not start here. You started from my mind. My mind is your place of origin. And nothing that started after the mind of God will destroy a child of God. All, all nonsense that you see in the end time are the product of Genesis 1. Genesis 3, rather. 
Hatred is a Genesis 3 product. Sin came from there. All these things came from there. But before they came, before Satan was formed, before demons were formed, before everything was formed, in God's original thinking, you rejoice and sang for joy. And here you are today. I'm here as a minister of the gospel to tell you, I don't care what Satan piles upon you, he will never break your back. I say he will never break your back. Somebody must believe what I'm talking about. Folks, we are going out back to the battle. But the same giant that you left by the gate. By the time we are done with the sermon, when you walk out of the church, the demon will begin to walk backwards. And say, what happened? You walked into the church as a little man. You are coming out of the church as a big man. To be caught in God's thinking. Folks, we are the army of God. A place of origin. The prophet says, I remember I was fellowship with Sister Maria, how she told me she was on a, a boat for three weeks all the way from Italy. Couldn't utter any word of English. God had to move her out of Italy and allow her to learn English so that they can hear the message in English. When God locates his seat, he breaks all the protocol. How many protocols were broken in the building when you were located? Traditional protocols were disregarded. You left your elders stand and say, that young man disrespect us. But they did not know grace was locating you. The message, question and answers. Paragraph 179. He says, If not, then there is coming one with a message that's straight on the Bible. And quick work will cycle the earth. The seeds will go in newspapers. These are the spoken ways. Reading material. Until every predestinated seed of God has heard it, none of them will come unless the Father has drawn them. And the Father will draw you. Sometimes when the Father draws you, he can, he can cause... When God locates this child, he can create havoc. Where you thought I had everything figured out, I have got everything planned out, and everything just collapses before your eyes. Because God wants to bring you back into the camp. He becomes very unapologetic when he does that. None of them will come unless the Father has drawn them. And everyone the Father has drawn will hear it and come. That will be the predestinated seed will hear the weight. Is it for being fulfilled in our time? 
I hope it's been fulfilled. Now, in the message, the Easter seal, paragraph 59. The Easter seal, paragraph 59. He says, there's only one life, one eternal life, one eternal life, and that's God. And God alone is the eternal. Then we, being his children, are part of him. That is the attribute of his thinking. You are the attribute of God's thinking. If God thought it and God spoke it, it's bound to, to manifest. If God thought you as a believer and spoke you as a believer, you are bound to manifest as a believer. Are you still with me? Then each individual in here that possesses this eternal life was before the foundation of the world in God's thinking. Before the foundation of the world, we were in God's thinking. And the prophet comes, he says, God's thoughts are eternal. And he comes, he says, God's thoughts are living beings. In God's mind, we fellowshiped together. In God's mind, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. In God's mind, we worship to God. Then when we are expressed in our time, we are bound to worship God. Folks, let me tell you something. Without you, if you are a seed of God, without you, God's economy today is incomplete. Are you still with me? Without you, the bride is incomplete. That means if the bride is going to the rapture, you are going into the rapture. And as long as there is still a brother in the beer hall or somewhere, we're going to wait for them. God will have to bring them at the right season. As long as they are out there, the rapture will never take place. Some of you, some of us who have been long in this message, we thought the rapture should have taken place in the early 90s or late 80s. But we are still here. If he had gone that time, some of you would not be here. So we had to wait for you. Hallelujah. But there's coming a time where the last one will walk in. And the prophet of God spoke it, and I believe it. He said it will be a black one from Africa. That's a direct quotation. Go and check it. He said the last one will come from Africa. And right now, wherever they are, we believe at the right time, God will bring them in. And when they come in, the rapture is going. I say when they come in, the rapture is going. But as long as they are out there, it is not going anywhere. But when they come in, we are leaving. Oh, there are people. Allow me to use this way. There are people that are compulsory to go into the rapture. Hallelujah. But certain things, as the brother, Brother Bram spoke about that woman that came on the platform. And the prophet says, sister, you're going to have a son. And she laughed and rejoiced with her relatives and they laughed at her and said, you, after so many years, it will never happen. Then she began to doubt. And she came back on the platform and the prophet says, sister, I don't see anything wrong with you. And says, no, the prophet, I was here. You told me that I'm going to have a son, but I doubted what you said. Hallelujah. 
Then he said, now I'm here because I feel God. Brother Bram says, sister, it is no longer in your hands. It is going to happen whether you believe it or you don't believe it because it is thou says the Lord. Hallelujah. So there are people in this building. They are going into the rapture. Whether they like it or whether they don't like it, whether they believe it or whether they don't believe it, God will break your leg to make sure that you get into the rapture express because your seat is reserved there. When we take off, there will never be an empty seat. Come on, parents, hear me out. Your child will come. It may look like they are out there, but they will come. As long as that seat is reserved there with their name on it, they are coming in. And I say, Satan, my children, you are not keeping them back. Satan has got a tendency to do a bargain and tell you that you can take this, but I'll keep this. And make you feel like you have won when you have taken a half. We are not taking a half. Moses said to Pharaoh, we are coming out. As men, we are coming out. Our women are coming out. Our children are coming out. Our animals are coming out. We are not leaving anything. And I'm saying to the modern Pharaoh, we are coming out. As men, we are coming out. As women, we are coming out. We are not leaving our children. Yes, sir, even our animals. Even our animals. Our cats are coming with us. Our dogs are coming with us. Our donkeys are coming with us. Yes, that says the prophet. God told him that your dog is there. Was that dog a message believer? It was just owned by the prophet. How much more about my child? Who's got a soul? I am coming out with them. Whether they like it or not, they are coming with me into the rapture. Oh, parents, help me believe this. Satan will never hold your child. Satan will never hold your husband. Satan will never hold your wife. We are claiming everything under the token. We are not leaving anything on the table. Oh, brother, we are not leaving anything. We are taking everything. All that you ever loved and all that love ever loved you will be there with you. How can I enjoy heaven when my children are not there? How can I enjoy heaven when my wife is not there? All that you ever loved and all that you ever loved is there with you. Hear me and hear me very well. You don't go into the rapture because you were baptized. You don't go into, the, into heaven because you were baptized. I'm now shaking message people now. You don't go to heaven because you went to a message church. The parents came to Brother Brennan and said, Brother Brennan, our son was coming to church, but he was not baptized. When he died, did he make it? Then your prophet comes. If it was us, we'll say, he came many times 
We invited people to be baptized. Brother Philip was available. He never got up baptized. We don't know. But we thank God that the prophet of the hour, he went and said, I have searched. I have searched in the region of the Lord. I have not found your son there. He, he said as he, was, as he was talking to them, he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Right now as we are speaking, your son is talking to my daughter, Sharon Rose, on the other side. Come on, message people. The boy, the boy was not baptized. The boy was not baptized. But the parents, all that they ever loved, and all that will ever love them, they are there on the other side. My children are coming with me. Whether Satan likes it or not, they are coming with us. What a prophet to search the region of the lost and say he's not there. A brother comes. I'm not encouraging irresponsible living. But I'm telling you the power of a seed. The brother said, I'm done being a minister. He tore his preacher's lessons and said, I'm done. He said, go and buy me a beer. Brother Ramsey. And the brother said, I will never do that. And he said, I will go myself. He went and bought himself a beer. And drank. And got sick. Brother said, I went to speak to him. Brother so-and-so went to speak to him. Another brother went to speak to him. Ah, brother, if it was today, we have tried. The brother, he is in the fifth dimension. Then the man dies. The prophet comes on the platform. He says, our brother, Brother Ramsey, he is in heaven today. That's a direct quotation. You want to tell me that rascal? Yes, sir. Mercy has got no respect to people's opinions. Mercy. Hey, you legalists, don't worry. And think he's preaching this way, people will live anywhere that they love. We are preaching a message that you are going to live not by fear. You're going to live because you love the Lord. Those days of scaring people are over. This is the season for those that love him to save him. I am not coming to church to try to figure out whether I'm going to heaven. Mm, Me, I'm going for it. I'm going. Not after so many years in the message. Not after so many sermons, so many sacred. I am going. Every time I say to the Lord, I say, it's a matter of when, not if. Even if in this church only two going, just count me in. I I am going. That one is a done deal. If five I'm going, I'm in that number. I'm not here trying to say, am I going to go? As many as are ordained to eternal life. Believed. There are days when I really 
spend time thinking, goodness, when that time comes, what will happen? I used to think that if, when I was in the corporate world, I was really, you know, you, 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 you fantasize about certain things. I just had this nice fantasy that one day they will be calling us and say performance review. And the manager will be very upset and call us into the boardroom and right there will say, say, excuse me. I just need to go to the loo. And I will go. And they will wait. And they will wait. And they will send someone to come and check where did I go. They will not find me. They will even say, ah, he ran away. But I will be gone. Yes. Brother Faith, there's come a time you will be driving your taxi. You will say to them, excuse me. I just need to do something. You park. Gone. They will wait half of the day. Then the taxi will be gone. There's coming that time. We are going, folks. We are, the rapture express is here. We are going at any time. And you that are our relatives that are still living any kind of life, we want to pray you into the rapture. Yes. If God has got to cut your head, he will cut your head. But we are going with you. We are not leaving you behind. Amen. 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 Now, the prophet says where we are today, he says we have had the feet age, we have had the hands age, we have had the tongues age, which is the time of the Pentecostal. Then he says, you can't see with your hands, yet it's part of the body. This is the message Christ is revealed in his own way. Paragraph 152. You can't see with the ears, yet it can hear. You can't see with the nose, yet it smells. You can't see with the lips, though it speaks. See, that was Pentecostal age, the speaking of tongues. But now it's in the eye time. Because why? It's a season for eagles. An eagle, as I have said many a times, a very interesting creature. Brother, I've said to you many a times, he says that eagle was just on a tree. It's quite a massive bait. Some, I'm in the hand of the eagle. Some of you, your fist cannot even be equated to that size of the hand of the eagle. That's how huge that, big, that bait is. Now, he says, while it was resting on a tree, and he says this creature came, and just making a very funny noise. Then the eagle, Brahman says, I looked at that massive bait. He just turned around and looked at the creature. And he looked at it, and then it looked away. And he says, it began to flip its wings. Then he says, it flew, and I kept on looking at it until it disappeared in the sky. He says, that creature was still saying, sus, sus, sus. then I said, that's an eagle, how it is. There are certain people you don't debate with them. 
You don't need to prove yourself anything to them. What you've got to do, just flip your wings. And go higher and higher. And the higher you go, the noise of the world is shut behind you. Then you will begin to hear that melody of other eagles. It says, now is the time, now, but now is in the eye time. The sea. There isn't even one moving faculty beyond the eye. Is that right? The next is the intelligency, which is Christ. Where is the intelligency? Is the headship, which is Christ itself who controls the whole body. No moving, motion beyond that. Everything else has moved. You move to your feet, move your muscles in the legs, move everything, move your ears. Your ears can move your nose, your lips, and so forth. But after your eyes, there is nothing that moves. Now what's happening? In, what, what do we mean when we speak about intelligence? It is where the secrets are. Intelligence of the country, it's where secrets are. Intelligence of the bride, that is where secrets are. And the brother Bram says, now the groom is whispering mystery love secrets in the ear of the bride. And the whisper, it means that other people cannot hear. You're the only one that is hearing. Have you ever somebody whispered into your ear, you giggle, and people wonder what are you laughing about? That is your own secret. And things that we are speaking about, you are rejoicing, you are clapping hands. Somebody can be here and have no idea of what we are talking about. Because why? It's a language within a certain frequency that can never be intercepted by demons. Until Satan looks, I heard somebody say, they were asking him about message believers on CNN. He says it's just a group of people that gather together and read from their old dead prophet and they rejoice over his teaching. And I say he's got no idea of what he's talking about because to us, this is life. This is what gives us victory on daily basis. But it takes a certain realm of intelligence to be able to understand what we are talking about. Things that we are talking about here, when you take them and leave them, Satan is paralyzed in your life. I say Satan is paralyzed in your life. A tape, a tape, in 30 minutes, it can do so much that an AA meeting failed to do. Come on, are there people that know what I'm talking about? A tape for 30 minutes can take away lust that you struggled with for so many years. And in 30 minutes in the presence of God, you can rise up and say, it's done. And you move out with victory. Are you still with me? Let us read one more scripture before I'm going to allow you to go. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. If you 
Spanish can say amen. amen. And then after this quotation that I'm going to read for you, just a sec. How many love the Lord? Now, brother, while you are there, you are going to look in question and answers, paragraph 21, while we read this scripture, that's the next quotation that I'm going to read, where the prophet says they cannot destroy that prophet. Now, in Ephesians 1, verse 1, it says, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Read with me. To the saints which are at Ephesus. And to the faithful in Christ. Grace be to you and peace. From God our Father. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. Amen. Now, in the message, question and answers, this is my last quotation before I release you. He says, and now, paragraph 20, he says, now, in other ways, when you become a young man or a young woman, like, God takes a picture of you. Did you hear? Now, no matter how old and wrinkled, how disfigured, whatever it will be, that will win right on down through. And that body may be destroyed, disfigured, bent, eat up by lions, whatever it is, but it was made up of gases, sixteen elements of the earth. That was calcium, potash, and petroleum, and cosmic light, and so forth. All goes together to make up that body. The whole earth is filled with that. And now, this picture is the main thing. Did you hear he says he takes your picture? Now, this picture is the main thing. Then in the resurrection, those gases and acids and things comes right back into the place and develops this picture again. So that means God had your picture. Then you came into time and became 16 elements 
And as you age, you get disfigured, wrinkled. But through the resurrection, you are coming back to the original picture. I hope we all want to look young forever. Now, this picture, do you hear? Now, this picture was not taken when you were 16 or 18 years or 20 years old at your best. When was it taken? Hallelujah. You, you always say, I've got a profile picture. Amen. Now, Brahma says, it was never taken when you were 16 or 20 or so forth. When was it taken? Before there was a foundation of the world, it was put in God's great fire. Yes. God has got a great fire. Yes. Where all our pictures are filed there. Not when we're 18, 20, but in, in, in the brilliancy of our youth. Then the only thing it did was featured itself here for you to make your choice. You, you are a feature of that picture. Then you become a servant of God. Him for knowing it makes him a redeemer as we've been through it. Then that picture is absolute. This is the negative. What you are looking here is the negative. The negative part of life is where you are living now. And anything, if there is a negative, there's got to be a positive before there can be a negative. Yes. Therefore, if this is a negative, there's got to be a positive somewhere. Yes. And this unreal thing, this is only a foreshadow of the real thing that is to come. Now you got it? So I don't care what they would do with you. They cannot destroy that profile. Did we see that one, folks? No matter, I don't care what they will do with you. They cannot destroy that profile. Satan can never destroy that profile. Demons can never destroy that profile. That picture in God's great gallery up there, it cannot destroy it. It's in heaven. You could burn it up, feed it to the lions, do any way you want to. It will come forth again, just as sure as the two is two is four, just as sure as God spoke it, it will come forth. Hallelujah. Your original profile can never be destroyed in God's gallery. As sure as two plus two is four, that picture is coming up again. Are you still with me? When those 16 elements come together. So that means, if, you have a, if God has got a picture in his gallery, that means God has got an album from which time to time, if Satan comes and says, yay, because he's an accuser of brethren, look at Chetty, look what he's done. God goes into the original prophet and says, but I don't see that because he's not focusing on the negative. He's focusing on the positive. He knows that the negative will be developed to come back to the original profile. When Satan said they are imperfect, God said, according to what I have, they are perfect. When God looks at you, 
He doesn't see faults. Working towards closing here. He does not see faults. He can see them if he wanted to, but he made himself not to see them. Even when he looks harder, he cannot see. No matter what the enemy says, look, when God looks, he just sees perfection. Because why? He's looking. Let's come to this scripture. Is it Romans 8 before I allow you to go? I think it's Romans 8 where it says, those that he called, he justified, and those that he justified, he glorified. Is it Romans 8? Verse 20? 29. We've got some Bible readers here. God bless you. Romans 8, verse 29. Let's start from verse 20. Goodness. Verse 28. We know, and we know, if we read together, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Before you blame God, hang on a bit. There may be a hidden benefit that you are not aware of. To them who are the cold according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. What is the image? It's something that resembles you. Are you still with me? You remember that young boy that had gone to visit his parents in town and was coming from the countryside. And when he got there from the village, and when he got there, it was just a young boy, petite, and he was just walking up and down in the house. All of a sudden, he came in front of a mirror. And when he looked in the mirror, he raised his hand. The image raised the hand. He kicked it with his foot, then the image kicked. He danced a bit, the image danced. Then the boy screamed at the top of his voice, Mommy, it's me! Come on, church. Do you remember the time when you were just walking, thinking that you are just somebody, but one day you came in contact with your theophany? You raised your hand, it raised the hand. You raised your foot, it raised the foot. Then you say, Mommy, it's me! Come on. If you were to ever meet somebody that looks like you, are you going to go past? There's a brother in Nigeria, brother Dele. I think he would come here. He was supposed to have come last year, but we will arrange he would come maybe next year. Everyone, he had come, gone to preach in Secunda the other time. People that were at the wedding there gave me a call. We saw your brother. I'm like, what's the big deal? I didn't know him. The other time I went to Brother Newton's church and there were colored sisters that were there. I was sitting on the stage. They were coming from PE, from Brother Twine's church. Now, after church, then another one said, Brother Dell, you seem to have lost a bit of weight. <laughs> said, no, I'm not Brother Dell. They say I look like him, but I've never met him. I don't know. 
Then we met in Zimbabwe, I think two years back, or last year, we met. As soon as he walked in, and I walked to him, he looked at me and said, you look like me. <laughs> I said, yes, you look like me. <laughs> then we took a picture together. There. Then I said, are ah, you? I can use your passport to go anyway. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So when you meet somebody that looks like you, you don't just go past. Then you get attracted. Are you still with me? Now, what more if you meet your theory? If I rejoice to see Brother Della that he looks like me, and he rejoices that he looks like me, what more about my theophany? After I've gone after this and that, and one day, boo, here is my theophany. Then I speak like Paul, I know a man in Christ. Whether in the body or out of the body, but such a man I know. Verse 30. Moreover, or, or, or verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Then Brother Brum said, this morning when God looks at you, he sees you in your glorified state. You are not yet there, but he already sees you there. God bless you richly, sir. As we stand to our feet. I love him. I love him because he first loved me. Let's just worship the Lord. How many love him in the building?
One more time all over the building. I love him this morning.
Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Heavenly Father, dear God, King of kings and Lord of lords, you are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Manasseh. Oh God, you are the great Melchizedek. You change not, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh God, you're not only God of them, Abraham, and the race of them. You are our God this morning. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. Thank you for this time that you spend, O oh Lord, in your presence. O oh Lord, just like the song says, we depend upon the power from above and the finished work. O oh Lord, there's nothing that you left behind. Everything was done. You said it is finished, O oh Lord. Our healing was included. Our problems and challenges that we go through today, Lord, we're not seeking for any today's solution. Everything was done, O oh Lord, at the cross. And today we're here, Lord, to acknowledge that and say thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for such a sermon, O oh Lord, taking us back, O oh Lord, the place of origin. Oh God, no death, nothing can scare us no more. Dead or alive, oh Father, it doesn't matter anymore. Because our theophany will exactly know where to locate us. Oh Father, thank you for such a revelation. Oh God, we believe, Lord Jesus, that when we created, Lord, at the creation, before we were formed, oh Lord, in this body, we were there with the Branham said, we shouted, Amen, at that time. This is why today, Lord, when we speak, oh Father, when you speak to us, we shout amen again because we remember that voice, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you for all the blessings. Oh God, we understand that we just passengers on this earth. There's nothing good, oh Father Lord. Nothing, we just waiting for the rapture. Like the prophet says, the last one will come from Africa, Lord. Oh God, we don't know the day, but we just know that we're ready, Lord. We can't wait for that last one to step in the ark so that we can all go. Father, Lord, we thank you for Malachi 4. We thank you for Brother Branham. We thank you for this message. God Almighty, now that we've come to the end, Lord, of today's sermon, we pray that you bless each and every one of us that made it possible to come to the house of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm sure that they came with different needs and desires in their heart. You that sees what we cannot see. Father, Lord, the spoken and unspoken ones, can you just attend to everyone, Lord Jesus? Address every need, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that the giant waiting out there, they won't stand in our way, Lord, because we came here, Father, and we are packed in our Father. We're going to stand the whole week, Father, Lord, because of your presence. Thank you, Jesus. May you grant us a traveling mercy as we go to different places. God Almighty, bless your servant that you used this morning. Which has gone out of him, O oh Father. May you restore, may you bless him, O oh God, and his family. And keep him healthy and strong, for we need him in this church. Amen. Father Lord, I pray for the board, the deacons. I pray, Lord Jesus, for the trustee and the musician. May you bless everyone in this church, every member of Lighthouse. May you, O oh Lord Jesus, open the heavens, open, Lord, the clouds and bless each and every one of them. God Almighty, I give myself away to you as well. When you answer and grant their prayers, Lord, do not forget me, Father. I pray and surrender, commit all the proceedings and everything into your hand. 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Sister Sharon, Beulah Land, Beulah Land, we are there after you are dismissed. Have a blessed week. God bless you richly. Amen. For a place of origin. an announcement. Sister Felicia has lost her father on Saturday. Price when she's not here. I believe that the burial will be on Saturday, but they will give us the details and then we'll confirm them on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Sister Felicia Cloti, uh, she lost her father on Saturday. Amen. God bless you richly. Thank you.